Welcome to Living a Full Life Podcast. Join us as we explore health topics that encourage raising healthy children, living a healthy life, and living the best life possible. Now, here's your host. I'm Dr. Enrico Dolcecore, and I'm your host this week. Today's topic, a big one, mental health matters. It certainly does. It, it almost feels like it's getting worse, and the statistics are there to support it. 20% of Americans suffer from mental health issues. That is an increase year upon year since 2010. So in the last decade, we have seen an increase in mental health. That's one in five Americans suffering from mental health issues. 5% of all Americans suffer from chronic mental health issues like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and, and the, those lists of psychiatric issues. But we're talking about 20% or one in five of Americans having mental health issues and, and seeking care for these mental health issues. Remember, these statistics can only be statistics if they're reported or documented. So it, it may be worse and, and people who don't have the care or access to care that they need. Um, so I think this is an important one, especially on our youth. I have little, little pity. I help everyone, but I have little pity for adults, uh, older adults, because you have the choice to make choices. And you've always had, you've had decades to make the choices that you've made. You now have to live with those choices that you've made. But our youth is a tender spot, isn't it? to see them suffer, that's tough. So mental health has to be something that we talk about regularly and make it regular for our youth. Uh, they're struggling and they're, and they're screaming and they're telling you this, this sucks. And we're calling them snowflakes and we're, and we're making it tough on them by doing this. But what we really need to do is um, be aware of it and acknowledge it and don't make it uh, a taboo. I mean, they're not weak. No one is weak that's suffering from mental health. So for mental health issues, and that's not the right context to say mental health issues because you're not, you know, th there is an issue causing uh, an adaptability in our mental health to accommodate to the social standards that we are required to do, whatever it may be. So college students, number one, you know, they're the ones under a lot of stress. And I remember being a college student and I was under a lot of stress too. And there was mental health. There was mental uh, stress. There was uh, anxiety. There was fear. There was um, almost sometimes debilitating um, willful willingness to do anything. There's just times of where I'm like, I'm, I'm going to give up. I just want to just give up. And, and that's college. And that can happen in life too. But we're seeing it younger and younger and younger. And the COVID epidemic um, really did not help this this whole thing it put it put a fear factor into the world that was unprecedented in this generation to be under that much stress it was it's very equivalent to our my my father's maybe our grandparents um generation during the world wars world war one world war two when that stuff started to happen and the amount of panic that happened around the world during that time which was literally life and death what's going to happen this was a equivalent to world war two people thinking that this could be life and death. Um, so we're, we're left with that trauma and that post-traumatic stress disorder from that. We all are. We all were affected with it, whether you like it or not. We were all sent home for two weeks to flatten the curve. And we're going to look back at it and be like, man, that was, that was rash to do. 
but it changed the dynamic of everything. It sent everyone home. We're working on Zoom. Kids that were supposed to be in college learning was got sent home and said, fend for yourself. Good luck this semester. Uh, but the but the problem with it is that the standards weren't let go. You still had to put bread on the table. You still had to pass the exams. You still had to do a lot of things. You still had to go to school. You still had to learn. You couldn't fall back. Um, so even though there was precautionary measures, there was no leniency in our society. And that's why there's a spike. And people are like, well, what's worth it anymore? Is it worth to continue down this road? Some of these kids graduated from high school at that time. Anyways, what are things we can do to mitigate health? And it's just someone to listen to um, your problems. People who are suffering and anxious understand that it, it is a them thing. They, they understand that. They're not playing the blame game. They just need someone to listen to. So for those of you that think that you don't have mental health issues, uh, I'd love to hang out with you because I don't know very many people that don't, but you feel like you're sound. You feel like you're happy. You truly have willfulness. Um, you care. You have the energy to care. You, you're probably doing well when it comes to mental health, and you're probably going to be able to help someone that's not. So it all comes down to community. And if we don't build community, mental health is just going to run rampant. So when we look at societies around the world that don't suffer um, or suffer less from mental health issues, there are places that don't have much social um, social strains on them, meaning you know tech or job or career. So these are probably more third world countries that don't have that infrastructure that are required to work 40 hours a week. Uh, they're happier, but there's a lot of first world countries that that have great mental health statistics compared to their, neighbors. And when we look at the literature for there, it's all comes down to a sense of community. They feel like they have people around them. They have people to talk to that people actually care and that people are nice. <clears throat> it's a, it's a huge thing in America. When people tell me I went to go visit somewhere because they were traveling for work or whatever, maybe. And the people were so nice. They, that's the thing that they remember. They could have been in the Rocky mountains somewhere beautiful. And they just remember the town that they went to and I'm not tooting my own horn for being Canadian, but it's typically American saying, I went to Vancouver, I went to Toronto, I went, I went and visited something, and the people are so nice. And they and these people have these stories from all over the United States, from New York, from Minnesota, from Texas, from Florida, from all over California. And they say the same thing because it's renowned, you know, it's it it sits, it it's a reminder, it, it's a memory that you leave with when you travel to these places about people being so friendly and so nice. Is it true? It is true. It really is. Canada is a, a really nice place. There's many different countries that are super welcoming uh, because there's, there's a, and it's really the difference is the lack, there's less fear. There's less fear of other people. There is a general fear here of your neighbor, your other person. What are they up to? Why are they looking at my home? Why are they walking by my car? Like literally, if you think about the things that you think about per day, as a parent here, probably abduction, being murdered or robbed go through your head multiple times per day. And we have to stop and think about that for a second, that that is messed up, that we have created a society where we're so afraid of each other rather than, and it sounds absurd to just sit down with somebody at the coffee shop and be like, hey, you want to sit down and talk? I mean, that just sounds ridiculous saying it right now, but in other countries, they do it. You know who does it? My dad. 
He's a crazy Italian immigrant that sits down at the mall. He'll sit down at the mall and just start talking to the person beside him drinking his coffee. And two minutes later, they're both in a full discussion. My dad, you can't understand my dad. He speaks like with, a, with like an accent and he does it. He's like, I don't know how he does it. He just does it. And people don't even know what he's talking about. And they put it together and it's general topics. It's about traffic. It's about uh, construction. It's about, oh, man, the city's growing like crazy. It's, it's holy smokes. That cold snap last week was, and he just creates talking. And for him, it's therapy because he gets to talk to other people. And for them, they don't know it. My dad doesn't know it, but boy, is that therapeutic for a lot of other people too. So mental health, we need to be aware of what's going on with our neighbors. Otherwise, nothing's going to change. Nothing will change if we don't do that. And if you have kids, you're probably like, man, how do I, how do I help with this situation? Well, it comes with volunteering and, and being a staple in the community for the children to understand that there is a community out there that actually cares. Teachers do the best. Teachers are probably the most influential people when it comes to mental health for their kids because they're there for them every single day, five days a week, and supporting them academically, but mentally as well. So our 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 teaching system is vital for the mental health of the next generation, and it always has been. Think about how influenced you were with teachers that you were taught by growing up. They were probably the most influential. So you teachers are absolutely rock stars out there for being you know, the next generation support. And you remember the, the strict teachers, you remember those people too, when they were rough on you and tough on you, they wanted the best for you, but they just, their, their ability, um, their, their, what's it called? Their, their protocol to helping teach you was a little, maybe more aggressive and it left you with negative, uh, emotions as well. That can happen too. That can happen with anything, with anybody. Family can be super stressful as well. Some of these kids are being stressed by their families. Uh, some of you are being stressed by your families. But mental health matters so much because it translates into direct disease. Uh, people struggle. They get into chronic pain syndromes. They get put into autoimmune disorders. I mean, it, it can cascade into ma many research articles now are talking about breast cancer and prostate cancer being directly emotional uh, ties to disease. They, they, they stem back all the way to emotional uh, traumas that have happened through our life and have not been resolved or dealt with or held in that translate into atypical cell development, which is called a tumor or cancerous disease. I mean, this, this is crazy, crazy stuff. So when we say it's an epidemic, it's an epidemic. And then the translation of the medications that all these kids are being put on anti-anxiety medications, uh, like I'm going to say almost half of, of, of teenagers and early 20 year olds are, are being prescribed. Uh, the statistics say lower than that, but I feel like almost, almost one in two kids are on some type of antidepressant. And that's, that's an issue as well. That creates uh, brain changes. And we know the brain develops to 25, 26 years old. Uh, so when we're on these medications before that, what are we doing long-term? I mean, there's still a lot of research that has to go there, but we just know that mental stress uh, plays a, a physical role on the body and it hinders people. And we're in, we're in an epidemic uh, right now of mental health issues. Things we can do is to understand that in the moment is stressful. 
that is a you thing that is being uh, self-centered and aware and, and just centering yourself. The best way to do this is with meditation. The, the word meditation has positive and negative connotation to it. And I don't know why, but all it means is that you take a moment to yourself and just focus on yourself. It can be reflective. It can be gratefulness. It can be prayer. It can be connection. It can be whatever it is, but it's just that time to yourself to try and learn the ability to clear the mind. It is so difficult to not think about anything, but to spend 10 seconds to just close your eyes in a quiet place and just be able to just say, I'm going to think about nothing and then just do it is so difficult. Um, well, I remember I, I did a whole year of like trying to learn how to meditate. I built some good skills for myself that have helped me, but can I meditate? I don't think so. I, when I sit there, I don't think I can go two minutes with thinking about nothing. Something happens. Like you sit there and you're like, food is so yummy. And then you're like, oh, dang, I cannot, don't think about, don't think about anything. Can't think about food. And then you sit there and you're like, oh, it's quiet. Oh, dang it. You thought about being quiet and you sit there and you're like, and you can feel the, the carpet underneath you, wherever you're sitting, the yoga mat. And then you're thinking about that sensation that's touching your foot. And you're like, oh, dang, I'm thinking about that sensation. And, and then you're just teaching yourself to be in the moment to not think about anything. Even getting up to 10 seconds is such a life skill to, to, to calm yourself. Because when you run into stressful situations, you can just quickly for five seconds just breathe and just let it go. Unfortunately, after that five seconds is up, it's all it's all right there. You're in the middle of the final exam and you got to finish it. But that five minutes can calm you and reset your physiology in that moment to put aside anxiety in the moment and get through what you need to do. That's that's in the moment. But in life, just doing these skills to to reflect and be grateful for what you have for, you know, just being here in the moment and saying, man, I don't have a major disease. And I don't want to manifest a major disease. I'm grateful for this, even though life is just crazy right now. That's that's the 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 skill that you want to learn through meditation or even you know prayer, being grateful. I think prayer is so easy because, or being grateful is so easy because you just get to sit there and be thankful and just be like, okay, man, today, you know, it's it's good. I got clothes. I drank some clean water. I have a bed. You know, just the simple things that maybe not get you out of your anxiety, but start to program the brain into positive thinking because you're in such a negative spiral of negative thinking when you're in, a, in an anxious state and it causes panic and panic is physiological. It's, it becomes difficult to breathe. You can feel, you can almost feel like your blood's not moving through your veins anymore. I don't know if you've ever experienced a panic attack, but that that's like a seizing of physiology in that moment. That's psychosomatic where, where the brain is causing that. So, as I help, you know, families and I help young people and it just, I felt like this, this topic had to be talked about and we'll probably do more of this. And if you guys have anybody that, you know, is truly an expert or truly someone who knows about mental health and has, has ways to live a mentally health way or have different ways of thinking, uh, send them my way, email me, I'll get them on the show and, and we'll do a great mental health podcast on that. This was more of a PSA of just being aware that these statistics are bad. Yes, the pandemic made things worse. Uh, yes, uh, life has changed. Life has truly changed. I'm kind of sitting here. It's you know 2023. I'm like, oh, we're, we're going to go back to the good old days, right? Like 2019. 
I don't think so. I think there's been a permanent scar on everyone right now. And not only that, now the new research with the infants being born, the pandemic babies, um, and the moms that went through pregnancy during 2020, 2021, even 2022, uh, kids, I mean, they just changed the American Pediatric Association, just changed the, the milestones on development and pushed them back a little bit, saying that, you know, crawling can happen later, walking can happen later, speech can happen later. So they're literally saying the the problems that we're seeing in our infants, don't worry about them. Let's just extend the milestones that have been around for almost uh, 70 years and let's just push them back because kids are kids are different now. That's not changing the bar on things to make it seem normal is deception. It's complete deception. And we're just trying to trick the population into thinking everything's okay. Big mushroom cloud of uh, chemicals in Ohio. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But the exhaust in your in your uh, in your garage. Watch out! They'll kill you. It's it's crazy what we undermine as a society to to limit panic. But when but when they want to trigger panic, oh man, can the can the media do a great job instantaneously triggering panic? I mean, we went from pandemic to avian uh, bird stuff, to food uh, crisis, to now, you know, nu- nuclear talks. I mean, they, it's just great how they can manipulate and just push buttons and be like, hey, I want you to feel anxious today. Here, here's six news articles on how you're going to die probably in 2023. It's messed up. Uh, I guess that's tip number two. Stop watching the news. Is it, is it, does it help you in any way? Like they're like, well, well, there's a train derailment. I kind of want to know that. I live in Ohio. I'm like, did you miss the mushroom cloud out there? Did you look out your window? I mean, if yeah, I guess if I lived in Ohio, I'd probably pull up the news or Twitter or something and be like, what is going on there? And read about it and be like, oh my gosh. But for the rest of us around the world, like, are we really, you know, looking at the news every single day? That is stressful. I've I've stopped doing that. It's almost impossible because if you have any social media, it's going to pop up breaking news. It, it always happens. So I guess for that, I, I feel like I, I'll know what's going on. But to go out and type in a media source into a URL and hit enter, that sounds, that sounds horrible. That sounds like uh, I'm trying to inflict pain upon myself. Like I'm actually going to go to a media source and read all the headlines. Oh, my God. I'm never going to do that again. I think the last time I did that was maybe high school for a social uh, social studies uh, project, but uh, and it probably wasn't internet. It was probably the library. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's what we did there. Mental health, yeah, we we have to be aware, and that's all this this podcast is just being a PSA on being aware of your mental health for sure. You matter. You matter first. You can't help anyone else if you're in a wreck. You know, you, you just can't. If you're not healthy. If you're not feeling well, you're 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 not going to help others. You're not going to be able to help others. So you matter. You matter first. Uh, but if you need help, reach out for help. Psychologists today, counselors and psychologists, are the busiest they have been in their entire careers. They're all, each and every one of them. Because when I try and get in with one, I don't know about you, six month to nine month wait. We're on the wait list for this stuff. So we need more counselors. It's it's kind of good to hear that it, it's but it also means like holy smokes, people are, are struggling. People are struggling, but they're they're out there, 
they're being booked. They're there for you. They are worth the money. Some of you have health coverage for this. Go go see them. Some of you don't. It'll be the best money you spent. Um, take care of your health. And there's people out there to listen to you. There's people out there to help you. They're there for you. Stay healthy. Stay well. Have a great week. Think positive. Life is good. Uh, you got lots of things to accomplish. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Living a Full Life Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.